For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. While the Bills were off last weekend, we got a better look at the rest of the division. What is going on in the AFC East? We take a deeper dive into the importance of Stefan Diggs as the elite weapon in the Bills' offense. The Packers, meanwhile, come to Orchard Park on a three-game losing streak, and their offense is not clicking. What can we expect on Sunday Night Football? The Play Action Podcast starts now. The AFC East had a fascinating weekend while the Bills were on the bye. The Jets, the Jets are 5-2. and two. Miami got Tua Tagovailoa back. They're 4-3. and three. And in New England, they have a radioactive tire fire. What a damn shame. Yeah, to me, the Jets and the Patriots are surprising for opposite reasons. I don't think any of us or most of us went into this year thinking the Patriots would be the team they've been in the past, but it's almost impressive how messy they've been. Monday night to me, just how so much of it was handled was a little surprising. Yeah, there's so many funny comedians uh, on Twitter. I saw a Bills fan tweet a picture of what Patriots, what they thought they had, and it's a picture of Brady and Bledsoe dropping back, and then what they actually have, and it's a picture of Kelly Holcomb and J.P. Lossman dropping back together. So, yeah, I can't believe they benched Mac Jones for fourth-round pick Bailey Zappi. And that's just a colossal statement on the limited upside of Mac Jones. Uh, they got problems. Yeah, so just a lot going on in New England right now. Miami, meanwhile, got to a back, got the win, 16-10. Wasn't particularly pretty, but I think now that they've worked through some of that coming off of those three losses in a row after three wins to start the season, they've got some smooth sailing from here as far as opponents. Um, so I think they'll kind of get back to being more of what we expected this season, which is a stronger, better team. So I think that'll just lead to an interesting matchup when they do come to Buffalo later this season. Yeah, they. I mean, you could see them being eight and three. Uh, the Jets, how good are the Jets at five and two? I think, like as we've said on this podcast before, they're accumulating talent. I mean, their defense is a butt-kicking, stout defense, and they've got a superstar rookie in Sauce Gardner at cornerback. He is an alpha male. Love him. The question is, in terms of how much of a threat are they really going to be to the Bills this year? Well, I guess we're going to find out when the Bills face them, but Zach Wilson, 121 yards passing against Denver, and if you watched that game, you felt like at quarterback, there is still a canyon between Zach Wilson and Josh Allen. He just doesn't handle pressure that well. He's only, uh, you know, 17, 18 starts into his career. Maybe the light is going to click on. But right now, I'm not that confident in the quarterback position. Yeah, Bills are still easily atop the division. I don't think that's going to change for a bit. But just not where I envisioned us late October talking about oh, what are the Jets going to do this year? It's 
just really fascinating in that sense, kind of how there's been that change around the AFC East, even though I don't think anyone's dethroning the Bills for a while. So this upcoming Green Bay-Buffalo game, to me, it really highlights the importance of a star wide receiver. We'll talk later about how Green Bay is without Devontae Adams, how that is affecting them, and it really provides a contrast of everything Stephon Diggs means to this Buffalo Bills team. The year he's having, what he means in the locker room, he is just having such a strong season already, and it it really shows. No doubt. I mean, uh, you know, just to rattle off the numbers, he's had off to the fastest start of his eight-year career. He's got 49 catches, the most by a Bills receiver over the first six games of any season. He is on pace for 138 catches and 1,858 yards. He had 127 catches in 2020 and 103 in 2021. He is just that guy. He is him. He is the, the all-pro that the Bills need. I think it's a testament to their offense that there are so many weapons that maybe we haven't talked about Stephon Diggs this season enough. True. He's had four games and six of 100-plus receiving yards, and Josh Allen is so comfortable looking for him over and over. But it does almost feel like some of those games, the 148 yards against Kansas City almost felt a little quiet, maybe just because of some of the other incredible plays we saw. And that's not a knock to Stephon Diggs at all. I think it's more just his consistency has become so expected. You know, he is automatic. They've played some good cornerbacks. He beat Jalen Ramsey for a 53-yard touchdown. Uh, He beat Xavier Howard in Miami for a big play. Uh, He beat uh, Marcus Peters, who's a top 10, 12 talent at cornerback for a big play uh, in the Baltimore game. I give Ken Dorsey credit. They are making it harder to lock him down by moving him around more. He was in the slot 21% last year, and it's up to 32.5% this year. It's not hugely significant, but it helps. He's harder to find, harder to bracket and double team, and he is is just a, a huge, huge key to this team's success. I think also just how he's grown into his own personality even more so here. I Not that he was particularly quiet before, but you see both the way he has all these one-liners in his press conference, but then turns around and builds up his teammates too. You know, everything he was saying about Dawson Knox after the Kansas City game of just taking guys aside and checking in to make sure they're good, which will help them on the football field, sure. But I think it's just a very genuine, I want my teammates to be doing all right, and I'm going to make sure I'm there for them. There's so much he brings to this team. It's really phenomenal to see. All right, this week it's Sunday Night Football in Orchard Park, Bills Packers. At the start of the season, we all looked at this game and said, what a giant showdown. Aaron Rodgers, NFC number one seed from last year, comes to Buffalo. And now (laughs) the Packers come limping into town, three and four, after a miserable loss to Washington. And the Bills are 10 and a half point favorites. Yeah, there's a chance that the most competitive battle Sunday night will be any of us versus the traffic to get there. I'm sure it'll be a rocking crowd for this game. It'll still be, I think, exciting in that sense, but just not the matchup we were expecting as far as what this Green Bay team was going to look like. That big loss of Devontae Adams, he's with the Raiders now. They haven't been able to figure out the Packers what to do yet. They don't have that number one target 
Last year, he got 32% of targets, which was the most in the NFL. And now as they're looking ahead, they just haven't been able to figure out exactly what to do. And it's affecting Aaron Rodgers, obviously. That was their easy button. Uh, Devontae Adams, uh, he's always open, uh, 7-Eleven. But you watch the Packers now, and you really got to question their offseason strategy. Certainly, you understand why they traded Devontae Adams, didn't want to extend him to a giant contract. But the plan to replace him is looking faulty (laughs) because they have no replacement for him. And they are just not getting any separation from their wideouts. They have a horizontal passing offense. I think uh, a third of Rodgers' passes are behind the line of scrimmage or at the line of scrimmage. Their best man beater is aging slot man Randall Cobb, and he's hurt and out for this game. Their decent possession receiver, Alan Lazard, hurt his shoulder against Washington. They're just not getting separation. Here's the breakdown of this week's play to watch. There's a play we highlight from the Tampa Bay game uh, where uh, Rodgers threw an interception over the middle for uh, his tight end, Robert Tanyan, and the Bucks played uh, two deep, man under. Just there's nowhere to go with the ball. No separation. Yeah, so this passing game just doesn't have the explosive look that it's had in the past. And part of it, I think it's interesting to look at how this team has been constructed over time. You know, the Packers, they've only drafted one offensive player in the first round since 2012. And that was a backup quarterback, Jordan Love, which led to some other stressful events for this team. They've gotten good second rounders. It's not that you can only go through the first round of the draft to get there. But I think just when you look at that and what has happened to this offense over time, it's it's notable what is happening right now. Yeah, I mean, you can only do so much with smoke and mirrors. Nevertheless, there is uh, an interesting matchup here. The Green Bay uh, secondary is really good. I mean, if you count like their five starters, the two cornerbacks, slot corner, two safeties, it's, you know, top five. It's maybe first or second or no worse than fifth in actual five starters. Jair Alexander is a lockdown corner, a number one corner. They have a good number two corner in Eric Stokes. Their slot corner, Rasul Douglas, is good. They have two good safeties in Adrian Amos and Darnell Savage. They're number one in the NFL in fewest passing yards allowed going into this game. Now, The passing teams they faced (laughs) haven't been great. So this is going to be a real test. Their run defense was a problem last year and is still kind of looking like a problem. It's going to be interesting to see how the Bills attack this defense because there's opportunities there in the run game. How good is the pass defense? We're going to find out this week. Yeah, it's definitely a fascinating matchup. We'll have all of your coverage leading up to it and after the game on thebuffalonews.com. And make sure to subscribe to this podcast where we'll be back next week. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. 
Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.